Welcome to the audio podcast of the weekly sermon of the First Presbyterian Church of Brooklyn. We continue our multi-access worship both online and in our recently renovated sanctuary. During the summer months from July 4th weekend through Labor Day weekend, our worship will be live Sunday morning at 10 a.m. We are live on firstchurchbrooklyn.org as well as the church Facebook page at facebook.com slash firstchurchbrooklyn. All one word, no spaces. Now, this week's message. I'm becoming. I'm not perfect, but I choose to live my life speaking boldly, openly, living as my authentic self, the way God made me to be. But it's not easy. Last week, Pastor Adrian called upon us to be brave, much like Peter and John were in today's New Testament reading. In a world where nations rage and conflict is as present as ever in our communities, who is the person you are becoming? Let us pray. Lord, you've already laid the path for us. You offer guidance and yet we turn you away. You call us to speak your word boldly and yet we keep our mouths shut. You've given us the instructions on how to be and who to be. So let your consuming love fill this space today. Open our ears to listen for your word. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. You are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I didn't expect to be following the week of Pastor Adrian's final sermon, but here we are. No sweat. (laughs) But in all seriousness, I want to offer my praise and thanks for the opportunity to preach today. The love I have for this community is just so, so deep. End of August was so National Civic Health Month, a time where every person is able to use civic engagement to shape communities. This month, I reflected upon my work as a healthcare advocate. Never could I have imagined the person I am becoming, bringing visibility to folks living with HIV in a world that still rejects us, shuns us, stigmatizes us, takes great boldness, one might say. One of my favorite books is The Motivation Manifesto by Brendan Burchard. If you haven't read it yet, I strongly urge you to get a copy. It is a poetic and powerful call to reclaim our lives, find our own personal freedom, and lift from mere motivation into a soaringly purposeful and meaningful life. Author Brendan Burchard says this, from the squalor of a contaminated moral environment must surface an honorable few unafraid to challenge mediocrity and change the direction of the world. Let us be among those brave few. Through Burchard's words, I can imagine Peter and John speaking boldly to their people, saying something to the effect of, let us be unafraid of the demands of greatness and choose to pick up the dimming golden torch of human excellence and ignite it once more with life and power for all to see. Okay, I'm gonna say that all one more time. 
from the squalor of a contaminated moral environment must surface an honorable few, unafraid to challenge mediocrity and change the direction of the world. Let us be among those brave few. Let us be unafraid of the demands of greatness and choose to pick up the dimming golden torch of human excellence and ignite it once more with life and power for all to see. Peter, John, and the believers of Christ were some of those brave few. Through the resurrection of the dead, through the living Christ, each of us serves as a living example to others. That which dominates our imaginations and our thoughts, I believe, determines our lives and our character. We spoke of flesh last week. We know God has contempt for the workings of the flesh. They are things that uncover the degeneracy and utter debasement of humanity. Now today, we have also heard that there are six things God hates, seven he finds detestable. Haughty eyes. How many of you here know what the author of this text means by haughty eyes? Oh, oh, great. That's great. So then if you speculate that the author is talking about people who think highly of themselves, who think better than others, then you're right. Folks like these not only think they are better than others, but that they are better than God. Folks like these might deny you service because of the color of your skin or who you love. Folks like these might not want those kids attending their school or that family moving into the neighborhood. A lying tongue. John chapter 14, verse 6 tells us that for a person to have truth in their heart, they must know Christ. Jesus knows your name and Jesus knows your heart. I think we can deduce the author's meaning of a lying tongue. Folks like these might say that it didn't rain on their inauguration day when it clearly did. <laughs> Folks like these might say, these tax cuts are benefiting the working class when in fact, they are benefiting the wealthiest among us. Folks like these might plead guilty to helping falsify a police report that led to the killing of Breonna Taylor in her own home. Hands that shed innocent blood. Folks like these might get a thrill from harming or even murdering unarmed civilians when they made a promise to protect and serve. A heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush to evil. Why do the nations rage and the people plot in vain? These folks might decide to chase, corner, and kill an unarmed black man for simply taking a jog in a neighborhood. These folks might band together against the Lord to ensure that books are banned and reproductive health is taken hostage. These folks might use the law to their advantage and incarcerate more people than any other nation in the world. And finally, a false witness who pours out lies and a person who stirs conflict in the community. God tells us to avoid these people. The believers of Christ in our New Testament reading today, 
I believe, praise to the Lord for this reason. They don't want to become those people. They ask the Lord to consider those people's threats and enable them to speak God's word with great boldness. They wish not to be like Herod and Pontius Pilate, but like Peter and John, like Christ. God gave a sign of acceptance of their prayers. As it says, the place was shaken, that their faith might be established and unshaken. God gave them greater degrees of his spirit, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost more than ever, by which they were not only encouraged, but enabled to speak the word of God with boldness. In her book, No Other Gods, The Politics of the Ten Commandments, author Anna Levi Lyons reminds us that we often become bound by the laws of capitalism and secular culture inadvertently and by default. God knows your name. God knows your heart. Who is the person you are becoming? The one with the haughty eyes, who looks down on others, even among our own congregation. The person who stirs up conflict in the community if they don't get their way. Or the one who speaks the word of God boldly. Today, like all days of our lives, we have choices to make about what kind of person we will be and how we will interact in the world. We can meet others with no intention, no care, with disregard and bitterness. Or we can meet them with a profoundly loving intent and a full, vibrant energy that reminds them once more of the spectacular abundance of love and divinity in this world. The choice that we make will determine the quality of our lives the depth of our relationships, and the hope of our human family. God has already given us the instructions. She has laid the path. She guides us on how to be and who to be. The world's people are in peril. We are no doubt living in a noisy, numb, annoying, narcissistic time. Our character and conduct can cast either a bright glow of greatness and service to the farthest corners of our spheres of influence, or a shadow of smallness and selfishness to the unfortunate few nearest us. Our striving for a better life and a better world can leave others inspired if it comes from a genuine place of service, or diminished if it comes from a place of greed or haughty eyes. So, who is the person you are becoming? To God be the glory. Thank you for listening to this week's message. We trust you are fed as well as challenged by the content. This audio archive supplements a video library of the entire service. The video, along with music from our internationally recognized gospel choir, is available on firstchurchbrooklyn.org. 
We provide multi-access worship options, both in-person and online, Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time during the summer, from July 4th weekend through Labor Day weekend. We are live in the sanctuary, as well as firstchurchbrooklyn.org and the church Facebook page at facebook.com slash firstchurchbrooklyn. All one word, no spaces. Visit firstchurchbrooklyn.org for more information on both online and in-person worship. Remember that now, as always, you are loved.